Welcome to the 495. I'm your host, Doug Sparks, editor-in-chief of Merrimack Valley Magazine. Lou, how are you doing? How are we doing? <laughs> we're, we're, we're keeping up. On. We're keeping up for sure. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, which is bad. <laughs> I know. Which is bad because I have a feeling after this, this after this show that I'm I'm going to be uh, ravenous. All right? You're a big barbecue fan. I'm a huge barbecue yeah. fan. Do you have like a particular region that you like? Is there some uh, type of barbecue that you... No, it's like I like it all. Yeah, yeah. I like it all. I've had the good luck to have some Texas barbecue and that type of thing, oh, which yeah? I kind of like. And I don't know if I've ever had. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I lived in in Florida for a while, and yep. I know people don't think of the Florida as Florida as the South, but it is the South, and there's there's definitely Southern barbecue in Florida. I don't right. know how authentic it is. Yeah. I went to a place that like like Elvis used to go to get his barbecue, and they they had a pair of his boots up on the wall. And That's kind of all homogenized. Oh, we'll ask Renee, but it yeah, seems yeah. like it's kind of homogenized that there isn't. I mean, Tex-Mex is kind of a different yeah type of thing, but uh, yeah, every, everything leads in that direction, unfortunately, which is too bad. Because I feel like uh, it's nice to have things that are that are regional and like you can only like you're only going to get this thing if you go to North Carolina. My cousin Tennessee. in Austin threw a Super Bowl party and I lost the whole party because he brought in this guy to do brisket for him. Yeah, and he started with brought the brisket, brought the mesquite wood. Yeah, and just started from scratch, and I just sat down with a frozen margarita and just watched wow. him watch him cook the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just fascinating. That's great. Yeah. So, I, if you haven't guessed, our, our guest today is uh, Renee Walterding, who is the owner of Mill City Barbecue in Lowell. Uh, Renee, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Hello, everybody. Hello. How are you doing? We're, we're making it. You're we're hanging in there. You're busy, right? I'm under the impression that you're very busy and, and it's pretty chaotic right there. Yes, it is It is a busy place. Um, it is chaotic. Um, you know, thank God we're one of the restaurants that hopefully will be able to make it through. You know, put some damper on things with the dining and not dining and how many people. I recently moved to a bigger space, big old restaurant downtown Lowell. Yeah. Um, sure. So, right there, you know, could put an amp. I went from like forty-one feet to a hundred. Yeah. So that that put a different thing. But you know, we turn the phones on and it rings. So I can't ask for any more than that. Sure. And, and if people are curious, I know people are already starting. It's almost lunchtime. People are already starting to think. Uh, the the website is millcitybarbecue.com. What are your hours? So our hours at this point are from. Four to nine every day. Saturday and Sunday we're open from twelve to nine. So we open, you know, in the afternoon on Saturdays and Sundays from twelve to nine. And then the weekdays we're open from four till nine. Okay, so if you're starving, don't don't head over to Lowell right now. Wait until <laughs> wait until four p.m. Uh, you know, it's yeah. funny when when we first spoke, you asked me something that I think was unusual that I I don't normally get asked because I I invited you on the podcast. And I think your first question is, have you eaten here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it sounds like, you know, but I don't get, like, I'll, I'll approach people all the time and people don't say, hey, did you read the book? Or, like, yeah. they don't ask me my personal, like, involvement. And, and now, fortunately, I didn't have to lie because, like, we get takeout from there all the time. It's one of my favorite places. And I'm not, you know, I've got whatever. I just, I love Mill City Barbecue. It's great. And... 
I have two young kids who are growing up on Mill City Barbecue, so it's an event. <laughs> it's it's more than just wow. like uh, you know, it's it's more than just a restaurant to us. It's a it's an event when we get Mill City Barbecue. So I was I was I was happy you asked me that, and I was happy that I could honestly say yes, I eat there, and I eat there with a lot of enthusiasm. For people who don't know, you you bill yourself as being North Carolina barbecue. What is North Carolina barbecue? So North Carolina barbecue is more of a dry rub. It's 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 a smoke and talk for itself. That's all about North Carolina. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to smoke your meat, season your meat, pull your meat out. And it tastes good with or without sauce. That's, that's my favorite thing to hear is, oh, my God, the barbecue was so good. I didn't even need sauce. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that's how I feel like North Carolina barbecue stands more for, like, a drier rub or more of a longer smoke, um, a hickory. I am originally from Lowell, Massachusetts. Okay. But, you know, I moved to... Uh, North Carolina almost 20 years ago. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to master a lot about the barbecue. I mean, I started with food trucks, just barbecue food trucks, and I'd go to all the fairs and the barbecue uh, festivals and the competitions, and, you know, I realized maybe I had a little knack for this barbecue thing, and and I loved it. I love barbecue. It's my favorite food to eat. Hands down, wherever I go, I always look for a barbecue restaurant, you know. So um, that's that's how I define North Carolina barbecue. It's more of a dry, more of a rub. Um, It's more of a season and then a longer smoke. So. And then we got the four sauces, so let me put that out there. Okay, we all right. Four different sauces. We do a, a, a honey brown sugar, which is our house. We do a Carolina Gold, which is a mustard base. That's a popular one. We do a sweet pineapple and a hot and honey. Mm. So we actually do four sauces. We don't put sauces on the meat. We bet you put your sauces on the meat if you like. Yes, absolutely. So what? I, if you don't mind my asking, why did you leave Lowell and head down to North Carolina? Um, at that time, um, my mom had moved out there. My parents moved out there. And so, um, you know, I was just kind of not knowing what direction I wanted to go in growing up in Lowell. And so I kind of just, you know, took the opportunity and went out there. I was already grown. I'm actually, you know, in my 50s. So I was 20-something when I went out there. Okay. And then I realized, you know, I always had a knack for cooking. And then it was popular. The food trucks are really popular in North Carolina. Mm. Now, before you know it, I got a food truck, and then I got another one, and I got really into this barbecue thing. And then as I kept coming to Lowell, all of my family's in Lowell, you know. Um, I always came to visit, holidays, summers. I always said, wow, I've never been to a place that doesn't have barbecue. That's what Lowell, that was the whole drive of Lowell. Yeah. Like, in North Carolina, there's a barbecue restaurant on every corner, and you better be good. Your line ain't long, and you haven't slowed out by the afternoon, early evening. I don't know. Your barbecue's probably not as good as the next guy. There's a lot of competition out there. Sure. But here, it was nothing. And I'm like, oh, my God, you got to go all the way to Boston, or you got to go to New Hampshire, or, you know, they have more of these uh, corporate barbecue places, um, franchise. And so that was really what drove me to come back here and do something that I felt like wasn't ever done in Lowell. 
So, um, and I've had a little success here with it. It kind of took off once I got it open. COVID could have dampened things, of course. Sure. But, um, yeah, it really took off. I was, you know, I was really happy with my decision. I stayed in one location almost five years. And then in the last, like, year and a half almost, I moved to beautiful downtown Lowell. I was able to, you know, take the brand from one location to another. And, you know, it still be popular. I mean, we hit the ground running over there a couple of months ago. Sure. Um, Why did you move? Did you move for more space? Say that again? Did, did you move for more space? Why did you move locations? Did because, um, you know, location, location, location is everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I it was smaller, the place. You know, I wanted to expand a little bit. I wanted a big kitchen. I wanted to build, you know, a really nice bar, which I did have a bar. So where I was, was it was just a lot smaller. It was a little off, you know, uh, the main strip, which is Gorm Street, um, is where I was. Hmm. And like I said, I just kind of, you know, I felt like I can grow a little bit. Maybe, you know, wet my feet a little more, get in a bigger space, offer more to the menu, do a bigger bar. Um, yeah, and it worked. It worked. It was awesome. You know, six months before COVID, we hit the ground running over there, um, yeah. had to hire more people. I'm a family business. Me and my three sons been in this business together for, oh, 15 years. Wow. So I've expanded and done all, all this great stuff. But, uh, you know, then once again, COVID hit. Sure. So we got to watch and see how this thing plays sure. out in the restaurant business. Because I think it's tough on all of us. Right. So I don't like to spend too much time complaining or you know, viewing my issue on it, because um, I'm sure it's everybody's thing. But the barbecue is still popular, and I thank God for that. I pride my heart and soul in, in the meat and the size. And they say soul cooking, uh, comfort food, that type of cooking, you got to cook with love. You know, you got to really love what you're doing. And um, get up early in the morning to start smoking your meat. Yeah, what, what time do you get up in the morning? Oh, man, we used to get up at about six. Yeah. We we actually smoke overnight, and the thing about it is, you know, you got to smoke for about 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. The brisket is about 14 to 15, but then you got to get up early in the morning to make sure you turn it off because then it, it'll keep on going and going. Yeah. So um, that's something, that's, that's a major technique in smoking. It's hours, you know, long and slow. You got to know when to start it. You got to know when to start, stop it, you know, turn it off. You got to know the proper seasonings to put so it kind of seeps in the meat as it's smoking. Um, I learned a lot in the years. You know, I didn't always know everything going in in the beginning. I knew how to cook, but smoking is a whole nother area. Sure. So, so this is the real deal. I mean, a lot of people don't. This is sort of a especially people around here, they don't really understand barbecue, what that means, right? right? Barbecue is, is no matter whether it's Texas, North Carolina, it's low and slow, right? Yeah. It's smoke. That's yeah. the key to barbecue, right? Right. What is it about the smoke? Why smoke something? Why go through all that effort? Why, why, why get up at 6, 6 a.m. when you could do something kind of fast on high heat? Well, here's the thing. Um... I've asked you in the beginning, have you eaten there? <laughs> because if you've eaten there, 
<laughs> you kind of understand. It's always the taste in the meat. Mm-hmm. It's the texture. It's how it falls off the bone. Oh, man. Sometimes I pull that pork out, and I can just touch it. Yeah. Literally, just put a glove on, and it just falls apart. Oh, that's what I know. I look at that meat, and I say, man, this meat's going to be good today. I, I I go crazy over the meat every day. My friends be like, whoa. She's all into it. Like, the ribs fall off the bone, and it's certain, you know, smoking techniques that you have to use, especially with the with the brisket and the pork. It's different woods. Like, with the pork, you use maybe apple or maple or something sweeter. And then with the brisket, you do something a little more savory, like a hickory or mesquite or, you know, something uh, without a sweet flavor. And then the chicken... The chicken is like all the way hickory. It, mm. it, when you do chicken with hickory, you always get that brown top. It never fails. So it's, it's, it's not only about smoking. It's about what smoke you use, how different it tastes. It took years for me to be able to know the difference between when my son smoked. I said, don't be lazy now. <laughs> Until you put, put the right smoke in the right meat. I know. I yeah. know which taste was supposed to taste like. I know what it's supposed to look like. Um, there's a lot of technique and love and passion that is put into any food, any restaurant. Sure. You know, it's but but at the same time, at the same time, I think there are certain, you know, certain things within the food industry where people kind of get burnt out or they get tired and they lose that passion. Then every once in a while, you, you run into somebody like yourself who's still, like, excited and still, like, deeply, deeply involved in what they're doing. And I'm just, I'm wondering, like, what is that? What is that thing that makes it so that, like, every day you're still, like, like really, really excited about the results and you're really in tune and you're not kind of at that point where you're like, ah, I've done this a hundred times, I know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. It's the people. It's the same question I ask everybody, including you, Doug. I said, hey, have you tasted the <laughs> Because if you taste it, yeah. it for itself, and then you can co-sign. I don't want you co-signing my name if you never even taste the barbecue. Right on. Uh, I want you to be on Mill City. Have you tasted the barbecue? No, but I'm going to get around. A lot of people said it was good. <laughs> no, I haven't tasted it yet. So, you know, that that's the passion. Like, when I see people happy, and, and I'm, I'm still cooking, I'm still happy. I, I love making people happy. I love when you say the food is good because then I know that effort that when you said waking up early in the morning, why, after all the years, are you still happy doing it? It's because I love to make people happy. I love to make people happy with that food. That's that. Yeah. They say that thing, that, that soul thing, it's in your soul. You know, you're supposed to be happy when you're cooking because I even tell my son, I said, if you're not happy, get out of my kitchen. <laughs> only a happy cook is going to make happy, good food. Yeah. If you, something is wrong mm. and you over there mixing my my uh, cornbread like that, it might not come out as good. So if something's wrong, you know, you got to cook with passion. You got to cook with pleasure. And you got to know when you feed people, damn, I want them to have a smile on their face. <laughs> I peek in the dining room sometimes. I know if the food is good. I say I see a big table out there. I know I just had to make funny plates at one time. And I look. I say, okay, so <laughs> go on and finish doing what I'm doing. You know, so, so I guess it's just that love and that passion that 
you know, most restaurant owners or most restaurant uh, uh, chefs and people in the food industry fail. Mm-hmm. We all have that same failing. You know, I know we're all going through it. Oh, my man, I, I was late before your meeting today because I ran into a restaurant owner here at a the meat market and we got into a 30 40 minute conversation just on this whole you know thing and i look back and i say my situation is not as bad as some people why do you Um, think that is why do you think your situation is better than other restaurateurs i think you know i think people still love the food i still think i feel the same way when i cook even you know with this whole thing going on and believe me it's stressing me out too you know i went from Half the revenue, half the customers. Well, first, let me start. I went from one location to another. Double the rent, double the seating, double the staff, double the kitchen size. So once COVID hit, it just kind of, it took all that extra away. So I do feel like I am a little fortunate because here's the thing. When I turn that phone on at 4 o'clock, it rings. Yeah. if there's still another whole half of the day, though, we I feel like I'm missing. So, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, I feel like once and then I'll be doing double the, 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 the pleasure, sure. double the capacity, double the food, double the people, double the customers. Um, but with this whole thing going on, it just took away half of everything for America. I mean, what we could have, would have did, but then that. So, like I said, I get up every day and I'm like, boys, you know what? We still making it. You know, I'm not that far behind on my bills. I'm not saying they all caught up, but they ain't that far behind. You know, I'm I'm kind of slowly but surely making it, and I'm I'm blessed. I'm fortunate. Like I said, I the food is still good. I I I wake up every day the same way. I put the same love and passion, and I keep it moving. And I just pray the next day is going to be better than yesterday because in all my years, I've never seen anything like right. this. Well, here, here's my confession, by the way. I've never eaten there. I've never eaten at the restaurant. <laughs> I started getting uh, Mill City Barbecue on DoorDash. I started having it delivered. And part of the reason why I never went to visit is I have very young kids. It's hard for us to go out to restaurants. Yeah. And we discovered it like early on in the pandemic. So there must be people like me too, who like, because for a while, everything sure. was takeout, sort of tried your place for the first time. Uh, that, well, I'm glad you said that. And yes, um, but, but I, it, I have a lot of passion for people who have not been able to come experience you know, the whole part of the whole um, experience of being in a family-owned, family-style restaurant. So, Southern, uh, comfort, love, you know. Um, there's a few people I've had in the last couple of months that say, no, I'm never sitting in there, but I've gotten you on DoorDash or Grubhub. Right. So, thank God for them. Kudos to them. I tell them all the time, you yeah. guys help me stick it through. Um I didn't have them in the before the pandemic. Sure. Yeah. I can only do one or the other because before you know it, you run out. So I had to say, you know, I can only I can't do those to go stuff. I just gotta service the people that comes in house, and I gotta make sure that they have the dining experience. So a lot of times I didn't, you know, depend on DoorDash or Grubhub. I'm sorry, guys. 
But they have really helped me make it through. Hmm. There's um, Grubba, there's another one, Chow Now, Fuga. Um, I can't tell you how much they, these, these places have helped through this situation. Um, but I'm over them. I want I want my restaurant back. Yeah. I want to see people. I want people at my bar. I want to see sports. I want to look forward to you know all the stuff that we do all year that now has been canceled downtown. Yeah. Um, sure. I, I, I miss everything. Well, miss now everything. that now that I've spoken with you, I, I really I mean I have to go. I have to I have oh, to go yeah. eat in the restaurant. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I I realize now as much as I was enjoying it, I was missing an important part of the experience. I mean, your tagline is where beer and barbecue meet, and that is it's like right there. The 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 vibe is like festive. You know, people having a good time, relaxing, eating this delicious food, having a couple drinks. And, yeah, that must have been... Um, well, to, equ- to equate it to music, which you like to do on the show a lot, yeah. there's a thing about a restaurant when you see, Renee, your passion. That comes through in a restaurant. It comes through to the table. It's like watching a band outside, and when they're having fun, you're having fun. Hmm. Now, this has got to be the same feel, because that passion always hits the table. It, that's what makes a restaurant special. Hmm. Yeah, I look for that. I look for exactly what you say. I mean, I when I read those reviews at the end of the night, man, they used to make me cry. <laughs> like, I, I with them to the boys. I'm like, read this, read this. Okay, we'll read it later. And I'm like, I read this stuff every night. I want to know exactly, you know, what happened within that day, whether it made people happy or was somebody disappointed. Or, you know, one thing about me, I target the people. I am known for that. I can't hug them now. It's COVID, but I'm a hugger. I'm a freaker. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I love the kids. Anybody will tell you. They say, Renee loves the kids. He loves the kids. So, you know, I miss it. I miss the people. I, I can't wait for this whole thing to be over. And I appreciate you guys having me on. I know I talked your head off. No, it's great. So, so, Renee, when the restaurant's opening, you're one of these owners that's walking the floor, right? Meeting people, saying, hi, how, th- how are things going? And, you know, how's your meal, right? Every day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. That's Every such day. a big thing. It's such a big thing to me. And I miss that the last two weeks we've been able to let people in the restaurant. Wow. Nothing like it was. I think people are still scared to come out. I don't know. It's just, you know, you see a table over there, table over there. This guy, everybody got to keep the mask on. And it's just a different vibe. It yeah. is a different. Hey, do, do you, know, you have to, do you take reservations now? In co- like, how does it even work? Like, uh, uh, what, if people wanted to come in tonight or, or Friday night, how do they, do they need to call well, first? Restaurant, right? So, you know, in the beginning, we were doing uh, reservations only, but it's kind of not needed. In the last few weeks, since we have been opened up, I'm still doing a great amount of to-go food, um, packaged food for some reason. You know, you get a few tables this Saturday. I had like four tables at one time, but boy, would they spread us apart. I mean, you had one on one side, then you had another table. <laughs> You had like two people at the bar. I mean, my restaurant seats a hundred. So I'm like, oh wow, we got to get back to the north. We can't <laughs> do that like this. <laughs> so 
you know, you're more than welcome to come on. I'm sure I can squeeze you in somewhere. <laughs> I, will, I will be there. Hey, tell me, uh, we, we spoke a lot about the barbecue. Tell me about your sides. Oh, man, my sides. I make them all fresh every day. So we make collard greens. We smoke our collard greens with uh, turkey, turkey mm. legs. Um, we make a mac and cheese with a, a sharp and a, a Monterey Jack and a cheddar. Delicious. We make that uh, homemade every day. We do a baked beans. The baked beans go in with the pork, with the uh, pork butt, because you gotta bake the beans for twelve hours, <laughs> and then we add a like a brown sugar and a molasses and a couple other seasonings. Yeah. So then we do a, a sweet potato fry with maple syrup on top. A friend of mine lives in Maine, actually. He sent me this syrup, and we started collaborating together, and we actually put it in the pancake batter and on the sweet potato fries. So it's become really popular. Uh, we do a homemade coleslaw. Oh, and the potato salad is the side for Yes. We do a homemade potato salad. We do a homemade coleslaw. I actually call it carrot coleslaw. Put a little more carrot in the, the cabbage. We do... Um, <clears throat> What else do we? Oh, we do a French fry. Oh, we do corn on the cob too. Yeah, and we smoke it. We smoke the corn on the cob in the smoker. I, I've tried all these things. I didn't necessarily understand what I was eating. I just liked it. <laughs> I, I've tried everything. The collard greens are amazing. I love that there's smoked turkey in there. Uh, I'm a big coleslaw fan. Yeah. I love the coleslaw. Yeah, coleslaw I want to go back fantastic. to that because I'm a huge coleslaw fan, and it's a hallmark in a barbecue joint, the, the quality of the coleslaw. So that comes down to the sauce, Renee, Renee right? What? You know, what, yeah. So if you notice, I serve that crunchy. Um, and then I'll let you put your own sauce, which is a mayonnaise base. We call it magic blend, but we kind of make it with a little sugar and vinegar and mayonnaise and a um, little egg yolk. Um, and we put that on the coleslaw, but we actually um, shave all that. And we serve it to you crunchy, and then you put your sauce on. So the one thing about the coleslaw, it's crunchy every time. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't fit in the dressing. Same as uh, the potato salad. You know, we try to make a small amount of that every day because I do not like yesterday's potatoes. I don't too much like yesterday's anything being in the restaurant business. I'm in the business to sell out. Right? People have to get used to that around here. In, in the South... They used to that. You know, you put a sign on the door, sold out, going fishing. Because you know the barbecue was good. You wake up and you see that line of people's out there waiting for that brisket, that full pork. Yeah. Barbecue is something you cannot refrigerate. So if I don't sell it, I have to refrigerate it or give it away. It's just one of those kind of foods. The collard greens get soggy. Yeah. The beans get, like, thick. The potato salad gets watery. The mac and cheese, the noodles get too soft. Um, barbecue chicken gets hard. Full pork gets dry. Brisket gets dry. So it's one of those foods where, you know, it's very important that you sell it. You hit that mark because you don't want to be that type of barbecue restaurant that people say. Oh, have you been to Mill City? Have you had in Mill City? Is it good? Uh, it's all right. I don't know. I think they barbecue old. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been there, but it ain't that great. 
you know, you got to hit that mark with people in barbecue. They either like it or they don't. So you got to hit it right at the first time. Like, all they say, the best customers are the customers you get the very first time they eat your food. But sometimes they don't give you a second chance. Yep. Like, I'm not going back there. It wasn't good. I've, I've been to those places. Yeah. Hey, I, I know Lou has a bunch of questions for you, so I wanted to ask you one more before I kind of clam up for a second. I just, listening to you talk, I, I have to wonder. Uh, we, I asked you before about why you think you're doing okay in the pandemic and given how crazy 2020 has been. And, um, and I'm wondering, and I, I, I'm sure you, you're humble about this, I'm wondering how much it has to do with you as a person. Like, you get a sense that people, like, there are plenty of restaurants around where people might like the food, but they don't necessarily have an attachment to, like, the owner. They don't right. feel like they have a personal relationship. Do you think you're a part of it? <laughs> She's absolutely part of it. <laughs> I, I, I want to thank the barbecue big for itself. I mean, I've always said on every show I've been on, Tina Phantom Gourmet, I... I know people love me, and I'm, I just I want my barbecue to speak for itself because I would hate people to come around and say, this is funny, I say it all the time, I say, oh, the, the owner, she's really nice, but her barbecue, not so much. Uh -huh. <laughs> she's sweet as can be. Oh, I love her. But her barbecue, yeah, nah, not that good. So. I want I want it to be like a mix, you know. I like uh, I like pleasant service. No matter where I go, I'm a foodie. I eat all the time. You come in my house, I ain't got nothing but water, bottled water, and maybe some salad up there. Man, that's a me. I'm not a person who once I get home, the last thing I'm doing is cooking a meal or cooking food. You know, I. Um, go out to eat a lot. It's one of my favorite things. One of the things I love the most is great service. That gets me every time. Then the food. Because I always say the food, the service is good and the people's nice, the restaurant is clean. And the food the food got a chance. You got a chance, you know? So I definitely love I pry on good service. I try to get to know people. I definitely try to eat in my town or around town. You know, um, more of the small, the local restaurants. Yeah. I know everyone. Everyone knows me. I make a point of that. And I do greet every table. I do. I could have an apron full of flour. I see that. I'm going to back and back. Say, did I just step out there looking like that? But it's just something I like to do. I just want to go out there. If I can greet every table, I just want to know how to food it. Hey, so you, you bring it up. I have to ask you. Do you have favorite local restaurants that you like to go and eat at? I do. I do. I do. I've got a couple of restaurants. Can you, can you tell me? <laughs> um, it's hey, a, it, I don't have you know, I got... Um, <laughs> There's a place, it's called Simply Kamai. I love it. It's Simply like Kamai is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. And we got the noodle um, bowl right downtown low. One-on-one uh, oh, -on -one sushi. Uh, I think it's one-on-one -on -one sushi. He would kill me if I didn't know his name. <laughs> I hate the other time. I'm the burger company. It was a burger company downtown low. Lowell Burger Company. Yeah. Uh, they've recently closed, but, you know, they're pretty good. And now here's my number one favorite. You guys are really going to be like, what? 
is the vegetarian place. Oh, really? Um, that is a surprise. Yeah. Well, yeah. it depends upon the vegetarian place. What, what do you? I can guess what you're you're talking about. What are you? Uh, what are you referring to? I'm trying to think of the name. It's crazy because I eat there all the time. Um, what do you think it is, Doug? It's well. I'm suddenly blanking on it too. But maybe we're we're like <laughs> synchronized or something. Life alive. You're probably talking about life alive. Life right? alive. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, how the, would I get life alive? The, the reason I, why you like I, life alive because it's so good, right? It's delicious. It's just a bomb. I tell them all the time. I'm like, y'all's menu and my menu is completely night and day. But if I can eat there every day, even if I just drink a smoothie. Mm -hmm. um, or one of their salads is just really good. Now, I'm not a vegetarian. I love meat. Mm. I love meat. Um, but um, sometimes, you know, I like to switch it up. And like I said, I like to go out to eat around town. So these are just places I like to Oh, Fuse is another one. Yeah. I love Fuse. Fuse is another one. Cool. And I love pizza. I love espresso pizza. Mm. Great. So, Lou, do you have any uh, you have any questions yeah. for our guests? Let's start there because I'm curious about running a barbecue joint. You talked about uh, growing up as a barbecue owner or growing up in barbecue in North Carolina, where it's kind of a staple. It's a way of life uh, down there. Up here in the Northeast, not so much, and especially in a city like Lowell, which is a, it, one of its hallmarks is it's diverse. There's so much food culture in Lowell. What is it like running a barbecue restaurant next to a sushi joint, next to a vegetarian joint, next to a Thai joint? Uh, how does barbecue, how well does barbecue fit when you have such a diverse food culture in the city? Um, how does barbecue, oh, well, two things I will say why it fits here, because there is none. Yeah. Well, I knew I had a chance with that if it was good. That, that goes back to it having to be good. So I had one foot in the door because I didn't have a lot of competition. I was a little safe out there in North Carolina. I was established. Just cost of living was a little cheaper. It was just a different, yeah. um, it was a different, you know, struggle out there. Coming here without barbecue being as popular, you just, you didn't know what you were going to get. You kind of put everything out there and then you kind of had to wait and see, okay, what am I going to get back in return? I wonder how this is going to work out. So that was number one, was that it, I didn't have a lot of competition. And then I really, really did have faith in my cooking yeah. and my recipes. And, and I had already sold barbecue um, for a few years back in, in the North Carolina. So I knew the food was good. How I'm a fan of it. <laughs> I am a fan of my own food. I yeah. eat it every day. So I'm like, um, this might work. If I can get people to like it, does and, it get, and I didn't. Does it get frustrating sometimes about the barbecue literacy up here in the Northeast? Because listen, I'm a New England born and bred guy, and I love barbecue, but I don't know anything about it because I grew up in the Northeast. <laughs> yeah, I know what I like. Yeah. I know what you I like. But I know it's good. Yeah, I have heard that so many times. So by men, men, they say that. But I'm not going to say we don't. We come from a state that we don't barbecue. It's just I grew up in Lowell, and we only barbecued on different holidays. It wasn't a big thing. And you know what? I did grow up around here, and I never ate barbecue growing up at other places. Yeah. We just did at our house. So, and even now, I'm still the only one like, hey, you would think in 2020, oh, 
barbecue be a, a just another restaurant? And we do have another one in Cookville. We do. It's uh, I can't think of the name, but I've been there. They're not so bad either. Um, Bobby and Jack, Jack and Bobby, something like that. But uh. All right, yeah, that, you, that. We've established you're part of this whole thing because it's your passion and your personality that adds something to this. And I want to know more about the backstory. So, did you come from a restaurant background? I want to know about that seminal moment where you were sitting at a table or at a bar or wherever you were sitting and suddenly said to yourself, I'm going to buy a truck and I'm, I'm going to go drive a truck and sell barbecue. How did, how did you get to that moment? Um. timeline correct you were doing trucks before trucks were popular and nowadays trucks are coming back almost every restaurant's got a truck and going out there and there are truck festivals and people like eating off tr yeah. trucks do you have trucks now do you have any plans to put a truck on the road and just before this whole covid thing that was definitely going to be my next and i had already regretted the fact that 
um, I gave up the truck once I got back in. Oh, this popular in Boston. Oh, I love the trucks out here. Even in Lowe, we have a few in Lowe. And uh, I, I definitely was right there, you know, where I was going to feel comfortable getting a truck from the brand of, the, you know, the Mill City brand. Um, but with things going on now, I have no intentions on getting a truck until kind of things get better. Where people are more comfortable in yeah well let's uh let's hope that happens sooner yeah. rather than later you've uh, you've made us all hungry yes. i'm sure people are now uh checking their watches you know waiting for 4 p.m to come around our guest today has been renee walterding who is the owner of mill city barbecue in lowell renee thank you so much for being on the 495 this week you guys were awesome thanks for having me absolutely so great absolutely thank you so much and i'll see everybody next week and we'll see you soon. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for hearing us.